Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In this episode, I'm talking to Jonna Devereaux, who is a clinical pet nutritionist, small business owner, and board member to a pet product startup. She shares how her rescue dogs inspired her to get into pet nutrition and her best tip for making your dog's meals healthier. I love this tip because it is totally free and anyone can do it. We also talk about the indoor dog playroom that she owns and what a great space that's become for dog owners in her community. Jonna Devereaux has been a small business owner for over a decade. Jonna is a clinical pet nutritionist and the founder of Fetch RI, a holistic pet boutique and supplies retail store. She has been featured as a trailblazer in the pet industry by Pets Plus Magazine, and her store, Fetch RI, has been awarded Best of Rhode Island by Editor's Pick and Reader's Choice. Fetch RI has also been awarded Top Dog by Animal Print Magazine. Jonna also serves as the Bow Wow Labs Board of Advisors and is the director of the Nutrition and Wellness Center. Hey, Jonna. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. And I realized as I was reading that, do you call the store Fetch RI or yes. do you say out Fetch Rhode Island? No, it's Fetch RI. Oh, okay, <laughs> you said good. it right. Well, what a wonderful part of the country to be in as a, as a dog shop, because I just think of New England as being very dog friendly. It is. We're actually really lucky. And I think I take it for granted a little bit how, um, how different it is in New England if you're a pet parent. So um, I'm lucky. Well, and it's just like the perfect climate, I think, you know, especially for big dogs who don't mind the winter and everything. But you know, I can never imagine living in um, like Arizona where it, where it's over 100 degrees and you can't ever take your dogs out. I, I don't know Unless how people do Chihuahua. it. Unless you a Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> Chihuahuas love it, I think. Chihuahuas love that weather. But no, my dogs would pretty much be lumps on a log for 365. <laughs> yeah, it would not be good for big dogs. And no. so, so tell us about your dogs a little bit. You have two pit bulls. Yep, they're actually American Staffordshire mixes, and they are uh, the loves of my life. They're both rescue animals. Uh, Diego, I actually met him when he was three days old. I was volunteering at an animal rescue and because um, I had lost my cats, and I had kind of made the promise that I would give back. And I had no space in my life for a dog at that point in time. And it just goes to show you that they come to you when you need them the most. Um, like I said, I met him... Uh, when he was three days old, his mother had been abandoned and gave birth at the shelter. And that was basically the change of the trajectory for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and then Lola, I adopted, well, I rescued her about uh, five, four and a half, five years ago as well. Uh, when she was about six and a half year, uh, weeks old, she was about two and a half pounds uh, malnourished. And I was supposed to be her foster mom to get her back into a place of good nutrition and good health. And I became a foster fail in under 24 hours. So <laughs> we have a happy little family here. <laughs> Does anyone not become a foster fail? I feel like I've never talked to anyone know. who hasn't kept a dog. <laughs> 
I we, well, we need the people that don't foster fail, right? Yeah. Because they serve a really important purpose for us. Um, I'm just not one of those people that is very good at it. So I learned my lesson. <laughs> and now you have two wonderful fur babies. Yes. So what happened? Like, did you become a clinical pet nutritionist? first before Diego or did he inspire this career path in some way? Diego inspired me. Um, and you know, the, the way that our, the paths our lives take are very interesting in how they happen organically. Um, here I was, I found this little, you know, this little baby dog that I fell in love with, um, and who had my heart instantly. And he was my first dog as an adult. You know, I had many family pets and dogs, but, you know, he was mine. Well, and my husband's, but mine, right? He's mine. So, <laughs> um, and so, you know, I took him to the vet and I did everything I was supposed to do. And unfortunately for Diego, his body didn't respond very well to the traditional um, vaccine regimens. Um, food was a problem for him. So, you know, I went to the veterinarian and they said, switch foods, let's put him on some medications. And I didn't really know much about dogs at that time because my mom took care of ours and we just enjoyed them when I was growing up. So the first year of his life was really a, a huge learning curve for me um, and for him, unfortunately. But what I ended up realizing after a year of doing everything that the vet told me to do and seeing no change in his health that I needed to do something more. So um, I started doing a lot of research on just basic canine nutrition. Um, you know, in hindsight, there was so much that I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, but at the time, what I was doing was still better than what he was getting from the food that I was providing him through pretty expensive different types of dry food brands. Um, and so that's how it evolved. It started out where I made changes into his diet and his body immediately reacted in a very positive way. His rashes went away, the hives went away, the goopy eyes went away, the um, consistent ear infections went away. Um, and I realized at that moment that there was more that I needed to learn. And so that's really how the journey started. Um, and then once you start getting into that world of nutrition and the anatomy of dogs and you start realizing how everything that I had learned just as a consumer or what, you know, the commercial marketing taught me as a consumer was so skewed and wrong. Um, I really just decided I had to dig, dig, dig deeper and get to the bottom of it. And now he's super healthy. Um, Lola is the epitome of good health. That's my little girl. Uh, and yeah, and I'm blessed and I'm able to share my knowledge and my experience with others and help them make their dogs healthy. So it's a win-win all the way. It is. So do you make your dog's food yourself? I do. Yeah. Um, I will tell you it is a science lab, mm -hmm. right, in my house because it is really important to have food be complete and balanced. And that is something that you just can I cannot impress upon people enough. It's not just going out and buying, you know, ground beef and some rice and some veggies and putting it together and making your dog's food. That's really, it, it's not enough. They, it needs to be complete and balanced with different nutrients and minerals and trace minerals and whatnot. Um, and to be honest with you, every dog is an individual. So it depends on the dog that's in front of you as to what the best diet for that dog will be. Obviously, they're all carnivores. So we try to stick to a carnivore-based diet. But how you're feeding them is really dependent on the dog in front of you. Right. So uh, through your store, Fetch RI, um, you're able to you know educate your customers on a lot of this. Do you do a lot of educational type things to teach people about 
dog nutrition? I do. I go around to different uh, facilities and different. I, Potter's League is a local rescue that I. They have what they call Potter's League University. So I do presentations there. A lot of the time, though, my um, my customers come in or people drive from hours away to come in and talk to me uh, about their specific dog. So I try to educate people on the basics, but most of the people that come into my store um, that I do a lot of one-on-one in with is looking for specific information for their dog. But um, I try, I, oh, I educate every customer that walks through the door, whether they know it or not. <laughs> I'm always giving them information or tips. You can't come into my store and walk out without learning something new <laughs> about how to make your dogs healthier, basically. Yeah. So well, I think just, it, you probably just can't help it because there's just, I can't. there's so much information. And, um, I mean, I am pretty deep in the dog industry. I would say <laughs> I like <laughs> sleep and eat and breathe dogs all the time. And I'm still learning new things like every day. So I think there's, there's just so much to discover and to educate people about what are, what are some of the most common questions that you get from people who come in? Well, the common questions are the basic questions like, you know, why, what should I feed my dog? Um, you know, this food or that food. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about different brands because, uh, again, um, that's not really what I, that's not how I teach people. How I teach people is to go back to basics, go back to the foundation of how dogs should eat, what you can do every day to make their feeding experience better, make them healthier. So um, one of the things that I actually probably I might say this in my sleep throughout the night because I say it so often is that I encourage every dog owner to, if they're, well, basically whether they're feeding kibble or freeze dried or raw food or home cooking to always add water to the dog's food. Um, and most people are like, what do you mean? And so it's really fun when it's, when I get people that have just adopted puppies because you're setting up a dog to really have a successful and healthy life for the remainder of their life. The reason why water is so important, it's not because we're trying to give our dogs mushy food, right? But dogs have very little digestive juices in their stomach. And those digestive juices are meant to break down and assimilate the nutrients from the food. So if we're feeding them a dry kibble that has had all the moisture basically taken out to give it a shelf life, we're asking those digestive juices to now rehydrate that food first before it assimilates the nutrients. So what ends up happening is that it ends up getting pushed out of the stomach before it has the ability to truly assimilate all the nutrients. So they don't get as much from the food, as much benefit as they could. And what ends up happening is the body ends up borrowing from the largest organ in the body, which is the skin. So you start to see a dry coat, flaky skin. And a lot of people, the first thing that you start doing, especially with puppies is around, around the age of one uh, or to 14 months, they start saying, oh, my puppy's itching. And they start thinking it's allergies when in reality, it's a low grade um, lack of hydration. So adding water to the food helps the digestion process at onset. So I always tell everyone, don't let the food get mushy. No one likes mushy oatmeal. Just put the food in the bowl, the water in the bowl and put the bowl down. And dogs do really well with it. And their coats really thrive and their, their skin is better and they get more nutrients out of the food. So it's those simple tips that I make sure everyone leaves the store with <laughs> at least See, one of them. <laughs> it only took like 90 seconds for you to tell me something I didn't know because I've heard people talk about putting water. You, like when I, when my dogs were, or when my one dog, Lucy was a puppy, 
I heard, you know, put water in her food so that it expands so it doesn't expand when it hits your stomach because that could give her a stomach ache or a flip stomach or uh, different things, whatever. Um, that was always the reason that I heard about adding water, but I had never heard this reason before. So you've taught me something new already. And you only add 30%. So if it's a dry a cup, uh, one cup of dry food, then you would only put in one third cup of water. So we're not really asking for people to put too much water that you can potentially, you know, cause like a bloat type situation in larger dogs. It's just enough for the food once it hits the mouth to start the digestive process and to really rehydrate so that they can then get the benefit out of yeah, all you're it. You're just helping them out. It's food. almost like adding extra like saliva <laughs> just to get right, the moisture. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. And if you think about it, the older that dogs get, the less moisture we have in our body. So it's even more important as they go on later in life. So water every day in every meal is what I say. That is so interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that little tip. This is worth it already just for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so you, you know, your store has won awards and been recognized on, you know, all sorts of different levels. Um, But then you're also involved in something else called Bow Wow Labs. So tell us, tell us what Bow Wow Labs is. So Bow Wow Labs is a company that, um, started a few years ago because of a gentleman by the name of Scott and his need to find a safety device where he could deliver a bully stick to his dog without a potential for a choking hazard. What ended up happening was he had given a bully stick and his dog did have a choking hazard and he almost lost his dog. So he decided there had to be a better way to deliver a long-term chew that is safe and healthy and has its benefits in a dog's diet without having the potential for maybe losing your animal as a really awful side effect. So he ended up creating this uh, safety device really, where what you do is you actually insert a bully stick into this safety device and you screw in the side and it holds the bully stick so that you can allow your dog to have a long-term chew and at the same point in time have the sanity of mind that your dog is not going to be harmed in the process. So again, It's all about a win-win for everyone, right? So it is this company um, is really just promoting the safety and the health and the happiness of dogs. And so this safety device is their first product um, that they have. And they have a a great uh, starter package that has the bully buddy in it. And it has some um, grass-fed bully sticks in it as well. And then a sustainable glass jar so that it's all nice and compact and neat and nice. So we don't have to worry about where we're going to start putting things. Um, And it's just great. They're, you know, they're still at their... uh, I'm going to say we're in our young stage as a company because we have so many things that we are exploring and that we are going to just excel at. Um, I can't say enough about Bow Wow Labs and just the trajectory that we are on is going to be really great. Uh, we actually are setting up a nutrition and wellness center. So we're going to be a resource for people just um, you know, regarding nutrition and exercise, you know, safety tips, mental stimulation games for days like today when it's raining out, um, just providing tips and delivering a lot of information that's going to be really useful for pet parents and just be a resource and a great place to know you can have great products that are going to make your dog happy and healthy and safe, which is really the most important thing of all. Yeah, so. that's the most important underlying theme of everything. Um, Absolutely. So the the bully buddy I think it's just so neat because it's not like 
a high tech thing. Like I see so many things for, you know, different pieces of technology that are really advanced and expensive and all this stuff. But the bully buddy, it's just a like tactile little toy that has this little screw. It's very, very smart, um, but it's very, very simple. And I just, I think that's really unique about it. Um, Sometimes I think things get like overthought and overdeveloped into these complicated contraptions with a bunch of moving parts. Um, And that can be dangerous for your dog if there's a bunch of little pieces or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, again, it's kind of my philosophy back to basics when it comes to all things. And it's, it's a basic design that is so effective and it's, we like to call it a safety device, not necessarily a toy, because it's not going to be something that your dog's going to be chewing on, right? Because anything that is left to your dog, whether it be a really durable toy or not, they may destroy it. So as a safety device, this is really used and meant to hold a bully stick for that purpose. And then when the dog is done with the bully stick, you know, you wash the safety device, the bully buddy, and then you kind of put it away until next time. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic that it's not overcomplicated because so many things in life are complicated these days that the simpler it is and the easier it is for me to deliver a really great long-term chew to Diego and Lola, the better it is because it doesn't take a long time. So right. it's quick and easy and everyone's happy. And you don't have parts that you're going to lose. Cause like I right. lose things <laughs> like, and then I'm like, well, we can't ever play with this again because we're missing the top right. of it. Um, <laughs> So I, valid point. I know that, you know, you, you obviously know so much about different ingredients, but you're also really informed about, you know, different materials. So, so what is the Bully Buddy made out of that? It's like a dog friendly material. So it's just a durable, hard nylon plastic. So again, it's really for the durability factor. Um, dogs like mine have picked up the Bully Buddy by the bully stick and dropped it down to try to dislodge the bully stick from the Bully Buddy. And it doesn't work. Um, It also doesn't hurt the floor. You know, it's not that hard of a plastic that is going to do damage to a floor or to to anything. Um, But it needed to be durable, obviously, because dogs are going to do everything they can to try to get the bully stick out. Um, And it's completely washable. Um, So it's just a, a nice hard, durable nylon plastic, really. So you have two wonderful test subjects, um, Diego and Lola yes. can test it out. Did Were were there a lot of official, did you send this to the lab for testing? I like to say, like, <laughs> did you send it to well, a Well, they of were labs? the scientists. Yeah, they were the scientists in the lab, but to the actual lab, you mean the Labrador, the Labrador retrievers. <laughs> um, there are a lot of them that have, that have tested it. And, you know, Diego's 95 pounds and Lola's 50 pounds. So I can tell you, I really expected Diego to put it through the trenches, to be quite honest with you. And I was surprised at how easy it was. Like, it's almost like I gave it to them and they just put their paws on top of the bully buddy because it isn't like a, just to give your audience um, a little visual, it's kind of in like a, a loose bone shape per se and the bully stick goes in the center so the dogs can rest their paws on the actual bully buddy as they're sitting there gnawing on the stick and it came so naturally to them it just was kind of phenomenal to see um you know dogs know what to do when you give them something that they want to chew yeah and they did not disappoint they, had they just went to town instinct that. <laughs> yeah absolutely i love it um so i also wanted to ask you about um in your in your physical space, because Bow Wow Labs is not a physical 
place that people can go to, but Fetch RI is, um, you have something called the Fetch Room. And I was on your website and that caught my eye. And it looks like basically a party room for dogs. So I wanted to know, <laughs> I wanted to know all about it. <laughs> so uh, the Fetch Room is basically a party space for dogs. Um, my life revolves around my dogs. I don't happen to have any two-legged children. I just have the four-legged kind and I'm okay with that. Um, and I like to celebrate them. And so on days when it's rainy or, you know, in New England in the winter when it gets really cold or in the summer when it's really hot, dogs don't necessarily have a place to play because they're either too cold or too warm. So the concept of the fetch room was first to give all dogs, an indoor play space where they could just go. And this is not a place for like a doggy daycare. It's you can actually rent the space and it's yours. So we have agility equipment in there. You can throw a ball around. You can do whatever you want. But the real fun comes in the birthday parties where we do themed birthday parties um, for up to five dogs. And it's just basically an all out fun time for like an hour and a half. And, you know, we make dog friendly cake. Well, I, I make dog friendly cake cause it has to be, you know, with certain ingredients. Cause I'm that person yes. <laughs> <laughs> that I won't let any dog eat something bad on my property. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's so much fun and we have dress up and it's just, you know, it's fun. It sounds awesome. I don't know if it's more fun for the humans or the dogs. I think we have equal amounts of fun at all the parties. Well, I can tell um, that you have a lot a of fun place. because like your face just <laughs> lit up when you're talking about it. Um, so do, I'm, I'm just like so curious because we've been talking in my friend group here in Pittsburgh that we wished we had an indoor dog play area where the, the humans could go and you could kind of hang out and socialize with other dog owner friends of yours and then the dogs could socialize but be indoors and be safe and protected when it's like zero degrees out or pouring rain or 100 degrees out or what have you so do you have like open open play hours when people can come or is it like a membership I'm just very curious about no it. it's really um so to take it back a step, the true concept of why I decided I needed to have this place was when Lola was a puppy, she had been introduced and socialized to about like a hundred different dogs. And she actually had been playing with a dog. It was actually a black lab. And I think she was just like that puppy, right? Where she was still ready to play and the older dog was not. And the dog turned and bit her on the nose down to the bone. And so Lola has a very difficult time meeting new dogs because dogs meet nose to nose. And the last time that happened, she had a very bad memory of it. So Lola is, I'm going to say dog selective. She gets along with some dogs, but not all dogs. And so it's very hard for me to bring her places and have her off leash. Um, because I am not going to put her in a situation where it might fail. And I also don't want to set up for other dogs to have a fail, a sure. failed um, interaction well, as well. So you can't control who's going to come and go. Like, right. you know, you might arrange to meet up with dogs that she likes, but then you can't control if someone else shows up. Right. So that's, that was why the Fetrum was birthed basically. So that we could have a place where people could come together and Lola and some of her dog friends can play. I mean, Diego is like such a social butterfly. He'll just, he'll, he'll blast through every, every, any party that he gets invited to, but it's more about just having you and your friends go there and kind of letting the dogs that know each other and know they have a really great rapport play. Or if you have a dog that doesn't have re really good social behaviors with other dogs, it's an indoor space that they can be off leash that they can play. There are a lot of places, you know, uh, people that live in condos, people that are seniors, um, that they can't really take them to dog parks or to other places, but they still want their dog to be, you know, 
physically and mentally engaged and the fetch room is gives them that space where they can you know let them play in a new environment and have fun so we have a few people that actually once a month they come in and they rent it for half an hour or an hour and just play with their one or their two dogs so it's you know that's really awesome it reminds me I, i you know i've had some friends too who've had um different orthopedic surgeries and they couldn't walk their dog um, because if they fell over, they'd, you know, be screwed. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> and that would be really great too if you were like, you know, had surgery for some reason and couldn't really walk your dog. Um, lots of different You can options. throw the ball kind of like a racquetball court against all the walls. I mean, it's just super fun. It's just super fun. And you saw the painting. I had to paint Diego and Lola in there because it was inspired by them, like everything. So, you know, it's just a fun little environment for people to come hang out with their with their dogs well thank dog and I would encourage you to do that in Pittsburgh yes no I think I think it's such a great idea in like I said in my little friend dog mom friend group um we have been talking about this and I think the key is to find some sort of big space some kind of big empty building off the (laughs) off the beaten path where it's really cheap (laughs) right and you can kind of put all your stuff in there and have a little hangout yeah I mean, the, uh, the fetch room is only about like 900 square feet and it seems to be just big enough. Like I said, for about five dogs, I, I think five dogs plus five humans, you end up starting to cramp the dog yeah. style at that point. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's great. I'm j- I'm already brainstorming ideas because we also have a, um, <laughs> we have a doggy food truck here. I don't know if you guys have oh, anything awesome. like that up there. Um, but she has dog soft serve, like ice cream and slushies and lots of bully oh, sticks and different things. And you could have them come like cater your dog party. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be amazing. That'd be so fun. So, yeah. all right, I'm, uh, next year, coming 2020. 2020. <laughs> I was like, what year is next year? Um, coming okay. 2020. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, before before we wrap up, I always like to ask people if they have any kind of resources or tools that they use to run their business on a daily basis, whether it's like an app or a website or even, you know, something simple like a written um, agenda or something like that. Do you have anything that you really rely on? Um, this is going to sound really silly, but it's really my brain. Like that's all <laughs> I can tell you because I – you know, what I do is I go out and I look at what I can't find for my dogs. And that's what I try to get into my store. So um, yeah, there's an app for everything, right? But I feel like everyone's using those same, same apps. So I think sometimes you just need to think outside the box. And, you know, I can't invent everything that I think my dog should have. Thankfully, Bow Wow Labs invented the Bully Buddy because that solved that problem. But there are there are so many voids that are in the market that you really just have to kind of be creative. So um, I will give you one app that I do really do love though. It's for social media. Because what I do is I have what I call the share the happy campaign. There's so much negativity on the internet that when I opened the store five years ago, um, we only had like one or two dogs coming in a week. We were in a much smaller space. And so I thought I'm going to rather than share negativity, share the happiness of the dogs that are coming in. So I started taking pictures, you know, that was two to three dogs a week. Now I get about 19 to 25 dogs a day. Wow. And so I, yeah. And I still post them every day on Facebook and social media because now I have a following, a, fo- a following. And if I don't post them, I have people messaging me like, late at night saying, what did you get? Dog? No dogs today. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's, um, there's an app called iTrademark. 
which is really cool. I've never so heard I was able to download. Yeah, so I was able to download or upload my logo, and I can actually go and I can trademark or stamp yeah. my photos that like I take so that them. if anyone shares them, mm-hmm. yeah, watermark them. Thank you. That's what it is. I watermark, not I trademark. Oh, okay. Darn I watermark. Thank you. What a Thank good you for idea. fixing that for I me. Would, this and just so, came up. I was talking to someone last night and they asked me the simplest way to watermark something. So yeah. there you go. I watermark. There you go. Um, and so it allows me to just put my logo on all the photos. So when people share them, I get more people recognizing to come back to the store on top of it. So, that is a very um, smart little hack, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that I got the name wrong the first time. but That's okay. <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes. People can go find it and get the right thing. Because that's a, that's a really tra- good idea. One other thing. Yeah. One other thing. Trade magazines. Trade magazines are fantastic. Um, Pets Plus magazine is amazing. Uh, Pet product news is amazing. I mean... And then looking at just some of the non-pet type industry publications and just looking at business magazines in general, there's always a good idea that you can kind of take away from. Yeah, I have to say anything that you read. Lately, I I would rather pick up a copy of like Wired magazine and read it cover to cover than I can't even look at like fashion magazines anymore. They're just boring to me. And they, they used to be my favorite thing. I used to (laughs) love them. Yeah. And now I won't show you my closet because I swear to God, my dogs have more clothes than I do. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. It's a good problem to have. (laughs) It's okay. They're short haired dogs. They need to be dressed. Yeah. Well, I, at least my, my boy, Bert, he loves wearing little cozy outfits and stuff. So, um, I, I love getting him new stuff. I only put it on in the winter, of course, but um, it's fun to dress them up. Yes. Well, only in the winter and then on every holiday and the days leading up to every holiday. Though <laughs> <laughs> That's when it's okay to dress your dog. Well, I don't know if you're Catholic or not. Uh, I grew up Catholic and there's a holiday like every week. <laughs> so you could, it could be a so lot perfect. of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, well, Jonna, it was so great talking to you. This was really fun. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, either they could pop in and see you or find you online. Yeah. If you wanted to come in, uh, if you're in the Rhode Island area, you can always pop into FetchRI. Um, you can find us on FetchRI.com. And I encourage you all to go check out BowWowLabs.com as well. Look at their Bully Buddy. It's a great way to integrate safety and long-term chews, which is really an important part of the canine diet. Um, like I said, they have a great intro starter package. They also do auto ship. So you don't even have to think about it. You get your first delivery and then they'll just send it to you, you know, once a month. Um, so that's bowwowlabs.com. And thank you very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.